I'll, I'll just, I'll just, there's going to be a couple of seconds of silence while I take a deep breath, picture the audience naked. Mm, yep. All right. <laughs> Dude, I was like holding my breath. <laughs> this is going, no, this is going well. This is good. <laughs> this, this is good. We're professionals. Oh, you know what? Okay, cool. Wait, 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 wait. I, I, I realized I was looking at the Google Doc, Um, not my, I deleted all of the fucking, What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, the show dedicated to talking about the poggers things in life like music, content creation, video games with a heavy focus on the FPS Escape from Tarkov. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jesse Kazam. I'm a videographer, uh, Twitch streamer, content creator. And I'm Veritas, uh, Twitch streamer, YouTuber, software engineer, and uh, musician. All right, so we're just going to kick it off uh, starting a discussion on the current state of the game in Escape from Tarkov, the, the current meta some of the things that have uh, been happening with patches, some of the ghost changes, you know, news, um, how the game feels, stuff like that. So, um, how do you, uh, how are you liking the game? How's it feeling for you? I, I'm, I'm really digging it. I think, uh, I think the big top of mind thing is, you know, we're just coming off of the 12.4 patch that introduced the weight system. Uh, very controversial, but I think that it's moving the game in a, the right direction. Uh, I think it's moving the game in the direction that. Nikita and the team want it to go because I guess the right direction is depends on what direction you want the game to go. But mm. you know, hearing them talk about what where they want to take the game and what they want the final product to be, uh, I I like that they've been tinkering with it and changing it, which is great. But I I, I like the uh, the constant like I like how much thought it adds. Uh, every situation now has another thing to think about, and I kind of like that about Escape from Tarkov for sure. It's another another level of depth to what you have to manage and think about. Um, I, I like, I like a lot of the systems uh, and having to manage the discrete systems in the game. It's, I find that really fun and engaging and uh, immersive to, to have to worry about a lot of different things. Cause that's, that's how my brain works in real life. I'm sitting here worried about my, my taxes and my, the batteries <laughs> on my wireless mouse and, you know, if dinner's going to be ready and you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I, I like, I like all of the, uh, the macro and micromanagement, but did you, do you feel like it, did it start off well done? Um, and has it been moving in a better direction or cause they've been tweaking things? Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if it went in different directions or if it's constantly been getting a little bit more lenient and more lax. Um, but, but how, how have you been uh, dealing with the progression? How have you been feeling about it? Yeah, I think, I think right off the bat, it did definitely feel pretty aggressive. Like, you know what I mean? We were almost, uh, most people were going into raids overweight. Yeah. Uh, so it felt pretty aggressive. And um, I think, yeah, people, you know, I mean, the, the, the feedback was uh, generally concerned, like, wow, this is a huge shift. Well, concern, I, concerned is a, an yeah. understatement. That's no, being generous. It was yeah, full it, on fucking panic riots. They were flipping over like, cars and setting them on fire in Tarkov. Basically, it was Armageddon. And, yeah. uh, I think it, de it definitely moved in the right direction. My personal thought on it was that um, because I really like, I think most of the time we live, uh, you know, once you kill somebody and you're taking their stuff, most of the time you're living in that middle overweight, that first section where everything is reduced a little bit. Um, I think they've moved the moved it to 45 and 75 or the two numbers. 
So the, is, it, is it thresholds? It's not linear. It's there are there are like breakpoints. It's both. Oh, okay. uh, so you're not going to get any, uh, I guess, debuffs until you hit. Uh, as as far as I know, I, I was playing and I've been paying attention to it until you hit that 45 mark, and then it is a linear progression to uh, 75, where like the heavier you are, the worse it gets. So mm -hmm. it's not just like this huge chunk, and now your movement speed is down this much. But then there's another. Uh, another like breakpoint at 75 where it, at least in my experience it feels like once you hit 75 you just can't do anything yeah because you, you can't, can't sprint move. at all right yeah you can't sprint at all walking drains your stamina your the movement speed on the little like the little dots down on the bottom left you have one dot one, yeah you can move forward you uh, what I found super interesting is you have to lay down to go prone and then getting up consumes 30 percent of your stamina. yeah it's huge it takes a chunk um I mean I that that piece of it kind of makes sense to me, you know. Like if I had a shit ton on my back and I basically yeah. had to do a fucking push up, like yeah, I'm gonna struggle with that shit. Um, yeah. But the 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 part that I think still needs tweaking because for the most part, the changes that they've been making um, have been moving in the right direction. Like day one, especially because we were all level zero endurance and strength, yeah. it was just like. I, I didn't think the world was on fire, but I was like, oh, this is not as fun as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, but I agree. It's, it's been steadily getting better as, I mean, I'm only like halfway to level three strength and I'm maybe level eight or nine endurance. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm finding that like on a labs run now, if I, if I kill like four or five raiders, typically that's enough to like be full. And if I want to just mm -hmm. get out, you know, if I'm just farming raiders or whatever. If I take one or two guns, a rig filled with like attachments and like um, IFACs and morphines and grenades and uh, like a one set of armor and like a helmet or something, I'm right about like 74 pounds, or sorry, kilograms. Yeah. Um, so that seems to me like I feel like the 75 number is a good number because if I grabbed a fort armor and like three or four more mags, I'm overweight. But that's like as juicy as you're going to get. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's if I'm, you know, I'm at 74, you know, 70 to 75 in that realm. If I have like 90% capacity with like, you know, really good stuff. Not, I, I didn't kill a team full of forts and altons and like meta M4s, yeah. but it's at least like a, you know, a scav TK and a bunch of meds and some decent rigs and maybe an armor that's kind of, you know, messed up. But mm -hmm. um, I, I'm okay with, over 75 being a little bit more punishing because you got to do some looting to get there. But what I don't like is that anywhere between like anywhere over 50, I think it is 50. I'm not sure you can't, you do not regain stamina while walking. Yep. So I think it is around that 50 mark that that happens. Yeah. Man, that's rough, dude. Like that's rough. That so rough. I, I don't know about you, but like I, I used to run track in like middle school and stuff. And you, if you're like running relatively fast like somewhere between like a, a fast jog and a sprint mm -hmm. and you slow down to walking speed you're resting yeah you don't like just lie on the ground to regain <laughs> you know you're, you're, you're gonna walk around put your hands on your head a little bit but you're like regaining your stamina you're gaining energy and i know yeah. you don't have you know 100 pounds or whatever on your back and blah 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 i know i know that but yeah from a gameplay perspective it's like you kill one guy and you take his gun and his armor you're basically, 
you know, it might be a little bit more than that, but not a whole lot more than that where yeah. now it's like, I need to run from this building to this building. I can't sprint all the way there. And I, so if I stop halfway through, there's nothing I can do. If there's no cover. Yep. You just got to cross your fingers and hope. And that's, that's like a, there's no utility. You can't, uh, you can't create cover. You can't um, either visual cover or actual cover. Yeah. You know, there's not like deployable shields and the smoke grenades are useless. So I don't know, yeah. man, it just feels like it's really limiting your options. And I think the game should, it should limit your options, but not to, you can't do the thing or it's suicidal. Yes. And that's, and I think that's kind of where, um, where I'd like to see it go. Obviously, all my opinions are from 0% game design background. You know what I mean? But, but in moving and in, in trying to like take what they're trying to do and just like give opinions on how to make it better, like I'd like to see, cause anytime there's like a shelf where it's like you're 50 kilograms and now you can't regain stamina or you, I, I'm at 74.4 and I can, I can, you know, prone or I can walk at, you know, half of my dots instead of one. And then I hit 75. Anytime there's a shelf that feels rough for me, like I'd almost like to see it be like 80 kilograms and then roll the, like this was an idea I was talking about and then roll the lower one back down to 30 and then make it a much more linear progression everywhere in between there. Yes. Because then like, you know, at 50, Instead of going from you can instead of like these yeah shelves you can regain stamina while standing and walking at forty five and then at fifty you can't it's at forty five you're regaining stamina at this rate and at fifty five you're regaining it slower and at sixty five it's much much slower and at seventy it's not existent anymore you know what I mean like which I'm sure that on the back end is hard of that so I'm not saying that that's like a, oh just flip the switch Nikita and make it happen but I think that's something that I'd like to see these. It, it, a really wide range and then just a really like natural feeling thing so that there's... I mean, I, there have been times I was raining yesterday and I was uh, duoing and he laughed and I was like, what's up? He was like, I picked up this adrenaline and now I can't run. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the it's like, literal oh, man, straw that, that broke the camel's right. back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the... If I was to design this, the way that I'm actually like picturing it in my head as like a nerd engineer is like a graph where the that like the x-axis is you know like stamina drain um mm -hmm. you know per second and the y-axis is the number of pounds you have and it should be like from you know origin zero zero all the way up just a straight line to the maximum should be imagine you have the biggest backpack and you yeah. fill it with some of the densest shit in the game a fort armor grenades and magazines full of ammo you know like um, yeah I'm sure there's probably I need to take a look at the uh, the the actual density of items in the game. That would be interesting to to look at. But like if yeah. you take that, that should be like ignoring cases full of shit, which should should absolutely uh, should be a thing. Yeah, that should be a little bit more than I think like the maximum. So if you are literally full every square with really dense shit, you shouldn't be able to run. Um, I agree. Unless you pop some drugs or something and you probably don't want to be regaining stamina. I mean, it's risk reward. Like that's one of those things mm -hmm. where it's like. This is so much shit that it really is like difficult for me to like locomote with uh, with all yeah. of this stuff. But like. 
that the, the top end, the maximum amount of loot you can grab should be the point where, or a little bit under that, should be the point where you don't regain stamina while walking. Everything under that, you should be able to at least regain stamina slowly. Um, mm -hmm. I want to be able to, I want to be able to run, you know, sprint, and I and yeah. actually like that it that you have like a feeling of weight and momentum where it's like, and then it starts. Yeah. Like I really do like that. It, it that feels great. Um, it really, it's it's a nice little nod to like you're heavy and you can feel it. Yes, um, it hurts. It hurts for sure in raid. Like I, I'll, I'm like go 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 go, but but it does feel good as a mechanic because yeah. it definitely gives you the feeling like you're heavy. It adds and it adds the pressure. You know, like trying yes. to trying to run to the elevator when you're like struggling. It's like I gotta make this final run because there might be somebody down the hallway at labs and mm -hmm. you know like I got all this shit like let me get up the stamina like I really it, it gets the heart pumping you know which is something that doesn't happen to me honestly that much any anymore um, yeah. in Tarkov yeah, so it, that that specific mechanic got me killed on labs last night because I knew where a guy was and I knew where he was but I was gonna peek a corner uh, and just start shooting and I kind of I figured and I was moving slower it took me a while to get up to speed and so I just kind of like limped around this corner and he killed me. And I was Slow like, oh peak. no, I was fully expecting that as soon as I hit, you know, the A key to move left at the pace I'm used to, but I was heavy. And so I moved slower and I just kind of like, hey, oh, God. and then he killed me. And I was like, I was like, oh, that was kind of a cool death. Like I didn't, I wasn't considering that. And it got me killed. And that's I was like, like the oh. equivalent of like stumbling or tripping because like, yeah. you didn't you like the, the shit in your backpack. Uh, I mean, we're getting into some death stranding level stuff here, but like, <laughs> um, but like the stuff in your backpack shifted and it like pushes you out from the corner. I mean, I don't want that necessarily in the game, but that, no. that's, that's like interesting. And there's all kinds of weird stuff like that, mm -hmm. that would happen in real life. Um, yeah. Now but, you, you brought this up and I'd love to almost like transition into this. Like, how do you feel that the weight system has affected the use of like the stimulants in the game? Do you think it's pushed it in a positive direction? Do you think that the stims are overpowered? What do you think? Um, I I don't know, man. I've never really liked the stims just because I I that's one of those mechanics where I don't love micromanaging those meters. But mm. it's only because it's like you get this benefit that is before it used to be completely not noticeable really like unless you were yeah. trying to because I wasn't the type to like pop an adrenaline and just sprint to like shoreline resort. That was never yeah. that was never it for me. Now they are meaningful, but I I just honestly I don't like the downsides. I don't like that that for me the the only time I'll use a stim is I'll bring one that uh, that boosts your endurance and strength. I think it might be the blue one. Yeah. Um. Yep. And that's like okay if I ever end up at eighty two kilograms and I need to like all ass to the elevator in labs. This I've got like thirty seconds to do so. Mm -hmm. Um. That's. That's interesting to me because, but only because I'm avoiding the downside, the negative yeah. of it. I just hate like the fucking blurry vision and, yeah. you know, it kills your, um, your hydration. And I just hate having to have like, well, let me bring some apple juice and a golden star to offset this thing. <laughs> I feel like a chemistry teacher. Like that's just not fun for me. Yeah. Um, I think they, I, I, I agree. So they nerfed the, the debuffs. So I guess. A better way to say that would be they buffed the stims, but um, a little bit. Wait, when was that? 
with point with twelve point four. It was in the patch notes. Oh, okay. uh, it's not wild. It, you know what I mean? It's not like oh my god, this used to give me you know tremors for seven minutes, and now it does it for seven seconds. Like they're still present, but they reduce the debuffs. And I really like the direction that that's going. And here's my little I guess soapbox for the stims in Escape from Tarkov. So we all know that. Even Nikita pitches this game with RPG elements. And I would love to bring more of that into the game. And there's always, with every video game, there's going to be parts of the game where you suspend your disbelief, right? If I uh, break my leg, I can't just take an ibuprofen and for 600 seconds be fine. But that's okay. That doesn't like pull me out of my immersion. It's a video game. I have to be able to heal. You know what I mean? And the stims feel like a really low-hanging fruit way to pull some RPG elements into the game. You know what I mean? Like uh, a potion that boosts your X, Y, or Z for X amount of time. When I pop, okay. when I pop an adrenaline, when I pop an, uh, uh, a morphine or something, I'm not thinking, oh my God, the morphine would take at least not nine minutes <laughs> to take into effect. I'm just like, cool, let me run now. Um, and there have been there have been a lot of suggestions for Escape from Tarkov over the year where people go, that man, the end result of that is cool, but that's a little, you know, that breaks the immersion. And God, so the stims not, feel like... Well, it's not realistic. Great, yeah, exactly. This seems to feel like a great way to do that. And they're moving in the right direction. I don't think they're there yet. Like, um, I think there's a few things uh, that you could do, and including continuing to remove some of these debuffs. Not remove, but like lessen them. But I just, as an experiment, I started yanking stuff out of my Kappa. I went from going to a Survive 12 kit to a CMS kit to get an extra cell. And I run like three or four stims in my Kappa 24-7 right now. Really? And I'm just like... I'm just like trying to find places to use them. Like if I get into a gunfight and don't immediately die, I'll try and ditch my backpack and pop an adrenaline. Now I've got strength and endurance up a little bit. My uh, endurance, the adrenaline stim boosts your recoil control skill by 25. So now the horizontal sway of my gun is less for however many seconds. It wrecks my hydration and I end up dying to that. You know what I mean? Later. But sometimes those fights are cooler because of that. I'm lighter, Interesting. Okay. I'm moving faster, I'm moving farther, I have less recoil, and uh, it doesn't feel meaningful enough yet for me. Yeah, that's it. That's the, the same thing. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, so, only, the only two stems that I use are uh, the, the green one, just because it's like, if I'm in a yeah. fight and I've got everything like blacked out, I can yeah, like, like CMS, 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 CMS. The, like my arms and my legs and my stomach and they're all at one and then I just pop a green and it's like I'm going to be healed in no time I don't have to worry about that and I can get back to fighting and looting like before somebody comes like that's meaningful yes. to me um, yes. I've never noticed anything significant from the endurance or the, the adrenaline or any of that stuff I mean honestly I find that I've they've just been so much money in selling them you know you go to black and green yes. room and you just have it's it's really hard. It's like, hmm, do I want something that, you know, like I shouldn't put myself in a position to even need these things. Yeah, uh, I'd much rather have the the twenty five thousand rubles times ten of these things. Like that adds up. Yes, um, it does. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I haven't found a ton of utility with the others, but that's largely because I haven't used them, and nobody's convinced me to. So I don't know. Maybe I might try out the uh, the. Um, the adrenaline because yeah the, the blue one's the only other one and i literally use that just for the final push out mm-hmm. and it has an effect uh, the, uh, it has an effect when you're over 75 kilograms uh, the pink one works uh, the same way as well with strength and endurance and then uh so does the 
blue one, both of those, they really do. They bring your run speed up several dots. You can gain stamina while walking again. I didn't know if you knew that, but even if you're over 75 and you pop a blue, you can gain stamina while walking or standing still. Yep. So uh, they do have an effect. So I guess it was just, it's an interesting thing. A few people have been using them more. I'd love to see them invest more time in there because I don't see that as a place where people cry. Oh, that's that's stupid. That's unrealistic. I think it's a place where everybody's willing to suspend the disbelief a little bit and they can dive a little bit more into the kind of RPG elements uh, that are in the game. Yeah, that's for sure. Part. For sure. There's uh, <laughs> It just reminds me that the, the last note on this one was uh, one of my mods made a, a like an 18 second... <laughs> Uh, YouTube video, uh, Fluven. He uh, he made a video that was like, um, I forget what it's called. It's like why stims are are so good or something. And he mm. he spawned in and shoreline like at the the blue fence by the water. Oh yep. He literally popped I, three stims. I don't remember which ones they were, but one was a stamina one, one was a strength one, one you know endurance or whatever. He just yep. popped three of them in a particular order, and he sprinted. Um, and he had like this is yesterday or the day before, so we. We're still talking like single digit strength and endurance. Yeah. Um, and he had a, a, a like a mid high mid tier kit. He sprinted from the water to two two six on one bar of stamina. <laughs> dude, it's I'm telling you, it's pretty wild. That's pretty fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know. Well, I'll mess with them some more. Um, I just I honestly I hate I hate having to worry about like, oh, I just saved my life. And now I'm like looting all this stuff and I just did the greatest thing ever. Oh, but I'm at zero energy. I'm dead. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. it's just another yeah. thing I need to pay more attention to because I got trained for two years to never look at the energy bar. Dude, so. yeah. Yep. But um, but yeah, so let's let's move on to uh, the uh, the segment that we're, we're calling Reddit on Reddit, um, where we're basically going to be talking about anything that's like new, hot, controversial on the uh, the EFT subreddit. At the moment, uh, I understand you might have grabbed one or two topics that you'd want to talk about. Yeah, so let's uh, let's start with some, some. Let's ease into it, right? So we got some. Take it easy, some, on me, bud. Easy, yeah, an easy conversation. I don't know why or where this came from, but I'm seeing this all over the Reddit again. What are your thoughts on backwards caps? How important? How much resources should we be devoting to being able to put the U second bear hats on backwards? Is this a fucking so joke? Wait, are, what? <laughs> This is a thing that people are talking about? (laughs) Multiple separate threads. I'm not even talking a bunch of people commenting on one thread. Multiple separate threads. A lot of times they'll screenshot some of the marketing material has one of the guys with a backwards cap on and some contacts or swords over top of it. And it's a big deal. People want it. Wow. Wow. Oh, God. I mean, (laughs) I'd never... To me, that seems like one of those things that... um, shouldn't involve too much uh <laughs> too much resources i mean like the, i'm sure the people who do like the texture and art probably yeah. aren't the people who are working on you know the devops and the, yeah. the you know the the performance and stuff um i mean maybe they are who, who knows but uh i mean i'll never turn down adding anything uh that's purely visual to the game i, I like yeah. the i like the, the a lot of the um the cosmetic items for sure uh and I think that they're, you know, it'd be great if you didn't see the same ugly USEC lizard face and, you know, <laughs> the, the same the same bear T-shirt or whatever. Like, I, I like, I definitely like the variation. Um, I'd be, I'd be fine with them adding hats. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be one of those folks that says, "Well, fix your servers before you add hats," as if <laughs> exactly. it's the same guy yeah. doing the job. Uh, that's one of the more annoying 
uh, misconceptions about that. But um, yes. but yeah, by all means, add the caps and fuck it. And I think that's the same. It's like, of course, if you give me an option to wear my hat backwards in game, of course I will. Yeah, I can't see the hat. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it'd be cool to see other people running around with it. But I just thought that was funny that the resurgence of that because that's happened before. That kind of comes in waves. Oh my god, I can't believe I. <laughs> Another reason for me to stay off the subreddit. <laughs> Uh, this is a so this is definitely a, a little bit heavier of a one. There was a post um, that came up that was talking about the stutters in the game, and the basically the long and short of the post was that uh, I have you know I've done some testing in air quotes, and I think that the stutters are linked to when a new caliber or a new type of bullet is being fired for the first time. It, everybody, the whole, it has to you know render that for everybody, and that causes a stutter. So you know, I loaded you know eight different bullets into my mag, and I mag dump on my buddy, and he recorded his gameplay, and it you know locked him up for eight seconds or something like that. Really? And so, so yeah. So this this is this is there's that there's like I'd love to hear your perspective on that as. Uh, somebody who and obviously hasn't made games, but who who kind of understands the science and ballistics of Escape from Tarkov maybe a little bit more than me. But then also, I think here there's a greater conversation on self testing, confirmation bias, and how in this time we're supposed to identify, report bugs, what we think is a bug. How you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. That's funky, dude. So I've heard that, and I was mm -hmm. extremely skeptical. Um, honestly, to the point where I'm like, yeah, and there's no fucking way that that's actually like the cause of yeah. it. Um, because I'm going to have to go back now and look through a bunch of clips to see like, is, is somebody shooting whenever I get these stutters? Yeah. Um, I, I've never, that's just never been like a correlation to me. It's almost always, I'm about to peek a corner at that point. I'm really <laughs> focused on peeking the corner that if some distant, faraway dude you know, is shooting, I, I wouldn't even notice it, right? Because I'm so, like, zoned yeah. in on the combat. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, that's... So, you said you tested it, and you've... And you, well, no, no, no. That was the, that was, that was the Reddit... The Redditor said. They, oh, you know, they, did, they did the whole... I'm, and that I'm, was why the, the, the greater conversation here about, like, self-testing, it's the whole, guys, 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 guys. I'm, I did I'm, a test, and this is linked with this. I, I'm, I'm back now to 100% being skeptical <laughs> i thought you said you did it uh yeah Thanks okay so there, i mean but. now i'm now i want to <laughs> test it well, well we'll have to we'll have to mess around with this later but um yeah i mean i I'm, I'm just trying to think from like a software perspective what would even what would even cause that yes i, I mean it, it, it's feasible that if they built yeah. something in um to to the system like that 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 it involved like having to i don't know what resources you'd have to load in or anything like that. It really shouldn't yeah. be. And, and the different. And that's the thing. Is that like I feel like. I guess the easiest way to put it. And I'm definitely not ragging on the game at all. But the easiest way to put it for me is like. There's so much wrong with the game. That it's really hard. Outside of a develop. A developer standpoint. To run a test. Oh yeah. You need because, a debug build. You need it. to control your variables. Yeah. If he's doing it in raid, it's a it's a if he's doing it with his buddy, it's we're in an online raid here. 
and a million other things could have been happening on the other side of the map. The scavs might have spawned uh, in at the same time. Exactly. Which and then, to so me is a much more reasonable explanation. Yeah. Um, the so, resources that go into like spawning a new character, because what you're doing yeah. is ostensibly loading the character, their stats, all of their gear, everything they have in their inventory. Um, you know, you have to update that on all the clients uh, everywhere. Whereas like mm -hmm. a bullet in a magazine, it's in the magazine already. Like it's already an extant yeah. object in the game world. I mean, I'm sure there's probably like, you know, uh, all six people that are listening to this. I'm sure one of you is, uh, is a, like a unity fucking expert, but, um, I don't know. It just, that, that seems way more likely that it's, it's something along the lines of either scavs spawning in yeah. or, um, or it is like your game doing the equivalent of like garbage collection where it's like trying to release memory. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, like we, because we don't have online, sorry, we don't have like uh offline mode with friends to test, yeah. which is something that every time I can get on a podcast with Nikita, I just poke at that because that to yeah. me is honestly like, I know it's probably a bunch of work for them. It seems yeah. like, it seems like Nikita is always focused on, well, we need to like all the work will go into making sure that you can't like take shit out. It's like, I, that just seems like that would be easy. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. It, it would definitely give us a, once again, not back end developer tools, but some sort of, uh, playgrounds to test stuff like that out. You know what I mean? For sure. Cause, cause you, there are variables. I want no scavs. I want nobody else loading in. I want this time of day. And we can test stuff like that out. But I think that's the thing is like, because I think this person's Reddit post and uh, specifically was very much so not created, or at least the vibe I got wasn't created to like stir the pot and to like get some drama going on Reddit. It was like, hey, I had this thought. Then me and my buddy went and tested it. And it feels like this is the thing. And uh, I think that's what's hard is that like, there's there's a lot going on. It's easy to it's easy to kind of have that confirmation bias where it's like I think this is it, and then it replicates it. But in Tarkov, it almost like replicating a problem doesn't always mean that that was the problem because a million things could have caused that problem. But two, it's it's we're in a weird spot because you know with with beta and that's the, you know we're beta testers and we're here to test out the game. It's hard to with so many people playing and so many people in each thing. It's hard to like feel like you're having that meaningful effect of like, I feel like I've identified a bug here. Um, I, I think some of the comments were like, you know, submit a bug report, but it's hard to, with so much going on with how overloaded they've There's been. There's no confidence. Honestly, not, I'll be honest. I have no confidence yeah. in submitting a bug report. Like I just feel exactly. like it's like sending a yes. support email to Google. You're just like, yes. is anybody fucking reading this? You know, like, yes, dude. Um, and so it's not unheard of. It's not crazy to then turn to the community with an attitude of, well, has anybody else got this bug? But inevitably, we all know what it turns into, yeah. which is just a cesspool of fix the servers, fix the, you know, flip the switch, make the game better. Yeah. And, half the people are hard. lying about they did the test and then the other half the people yes. did a test and they didn't control for anything. The other half the people did the test wrong and got the wrong results. And, yeah. and it could be that the whole thing was based on a misunderstanding, you know, potentially where... Yeah, um, you know, because there's a million reasons why anything can happen, and there's a million reasons why you could have like a theory about well, if this happened, then this would, you know, this, this other thing would happen. Mm -hmm. So let me test that, and then it like fixes the problem. But you can, there have been so many times, even for me personally, in the last two months that I've been um, at my uh, my relatively new newer software job, 
where I I joined with a legacy code base and there was like a 50 different bugs that I, that are like, you know, they've got thousands of crashes and they've been around for a year and it's like nobody's nobody's had any time to look into it. And it's like, OK, let me mm -hmm. see if I can dive in and you know learn the code base while also fixing some of these bugs. And I'll spend a week looking into something that I can reproduce like 100 percent of the time and I'll have a hunch about what could cause it. And then I'll go down this giant rabbit hole at the end. I didn't solve A. I fixed B and diagnosed B by accident. But A also got fixed because of some other thing. But then also now yeah. D is worse. So it's like it's just a tangled spaghetti, uh, you know, mess. Uh, so it, it, offline mode with friends would give us the ability yeah. to now I can go and I can. If, if if the bullet says it's got a you know thirty percent fragmentation chance, I can shoot you in the leg a hundred times, and now yes. I have a sample size of a hundred where it's like, let me shoot you. Okay, now heal it. Let me shoot you, and it should do thirty damage. Heal it. Shoot you thirty damage. Heal it. Shoot you forty five. Heal it. Yep. Shoot you thirty. Shoot you. You know what I mean? Like that's yep. how you're able to. That's the fucking science. But instead, we have to go into a normal raid, use mm. my money and my gear, instantly get spawn killed. Me and my buddy, and well, now it's like now I gotta buy another three hundred thousand rubles in fort armors, yeah, um, just to be exactly. able to get one this, sample, and it takes ten minutes to to uh, match. Yes, we're in this weird middle ground, exactly, and I think we're 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 ending up exactly kind of where I thought we'd go. We're we're in this middle ground where it's like either hire seventy nine people in your customer service or whatever department that receives bugs. So that that process can go really well, really smooth. Oh, hey, can you send a clip of that? Oh, actually, yeah. Oh, do you have a screenshot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or give us offline with friends and mobilize your army of 200,000 concurrent players. Because it's like, that junk's going to happen. No Food After Midnight is never going to play an online raid again. Yep. He's going to be in there doing science. And that... And 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 that's free. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, there's... Of course, right? We can't trust everything. But... But we know that there's a, in this community, there are people that rise to the top of like very trusted sources of information, yourself being one of those. And it's like, we're kind of in that in-between where we... And exactly. So we're turning to Reddit, which is the last place we should be turning, but where else is there to go? So it's like, give us one or the other. And yeah, the I mean, one being offline with friends seems like, yes, maybe maybe a month's worth of work on the, on the front end, but it seems like a whole lot of back-end um, upside. Yeah, I would I would love uh, offline with friends would be unbelievable. Um, but also, I wish that you could like I want to be able to hit a hotkey and just open up a window in the middle of a raid and say, I just stuttered right now, hit a button and it yeah. sends along a dump of all my logs and everything right over. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I'm not going to alt tab out and go to the launcher and nope. I'm just not going to do it. Like I, I'm just being honest as much as I want to like help fix the game. I just, there's no confidence in that not being, there's two things. One, I might be the only person. And if I'm the only person, then I might be bringing to light. I might be the first person that like went out of his way to report this thing that maybe is affecting a lot of people, but no, everybody's just lazy. Or I might be the 8 billionth person and I'm just spinning my wheels and wasting my time. Yeah. Um, or there might not be anybody listening at all. And I'm just sending, you know, it's going to end up in a spam mm -hmm. folder. Um, so I mean, I find that there's really, it seems like changes are made in two significant ways, three significant ways. One is typically like streamers on podcasts talking with Nikita and coming up with yeah. ideas. And, you know, he, he makes changes based on that, which a lot of people have problems with. Um, I think, you know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Yeah, I, I think it should be, it should be based on the, the merit of the idea and not who it's coming mm -hmm. from. 
Um, yes. you know, if the guy, if the person you hate comes up with an idea, that's a good idea. They should implement it. And it's great. If a person you love says something dumb, then they shouldn't do it. You know? So it's, yeah, say that again for the people in the back. Yes, <laughs> the, it's based on the merit of the, of the fucking idea stands for itself. The person is irrelevant, yeah. whether or not it's, you know, a streamer with one viewer or a uh, 10,000 viewers, it shouldn't matter. Um, yeah. so that's the first one. The second one is something goes live on Reddit. It ends up being accurate and significant and viral enough that it just gets the attention of Nikita and he looks into it. If it's, you know, like if this guy, if let's say he was a hundred percent spot on and a bunch of people re reproduced it and they were like, yep, totally. This is the issue. Then, you know, Nikita could forward that information over to whoever messes with the, you know, the performance and stuff and, and mm -hmm. you know, and that would get traction. But until then, it's just a rumor that, you know, maybe Nikita's yes. already like rolling his eyes knowing like, no, this isn't feasible at all. Or maybe he's like, oh, mm -hmm. that's interesting. Um, and the third way is to do what I've been doing for the last and me and a lot of other people, which is do a shit ton of research and put together a. Uh, either uh, an infographic or something that you can put you know, like an essay up on yes. Reddit or in my experience, it's been put together a, a 10 or 15 minute long video where you can walk through everything uninterrupted, show footage from the game, show graphs and numbers and data saying, here's the thing. Here's how, you know, it could be caught. I mean, that's, that's how, um, you know, they address the scavs aim being screwed up. That's how they addressed Dude. Um, the, what was the other one? There was a bunch, um, uh, the zeroing the, thing the, you the did zeroing, way back in the day. Yeah, the, the, um, the FOV related to the zeroing, like that was literally both of those, the scav leg meta and the FOV zeroing within like seven days, the patch notes yeah. had a fix for those things. And those have been issues for years. And it was, it took a, it took a 10 minute video, you know, for me, for Nikita to, you know, I don't know if that's yeah. just cause like the pressure was on or if, because like nobody brought it to their attention in a meaningful way that they were able yeah. to, just a thousand people are going to post a bunch of shit to your stuff on Reddit. Some exactly. of the things are high quality, but it's all about discoverability because everything is just memes anyway on Reddit these days that it's like hard to cut through all the bullshit and find the meaningful stuff. Yeah. Uh, and that, and I think that's why I think that's why you're those things that you address rang so true and things got done. Yeah. Like, of course, trolls are going to say, well, it's because you're one of their top content creators. But it's like, you can't deny that. I dude, I remember exactly <laughs> watching your video on the the leg meta basically and the scab aim and there's that like you left it up for like 30 seconds and you were in customs and you were standing on cover and oh, there were yeah. like two or three scabs and they couldn't hit you and it was like you jersey didn't barrier say, you didn't have to say anything you i did if you did say anything during that part of the video i didn't hear it oh, i was I just like staring at the screen with my jaw on the floor i was like because everybody meme memed about leg meta but i was like wow and it's like that's the thing going and I know I don't know I don't want to beat the dead horse here but circling back to like offline with friends it provides the opportunity to just like oh we created this a hundred times here's seven of the clips if you want to see it because, yeah for sure because that's ultimately been the thing like anyone that's been following like not just Tarkov but the greater you know development team and Nikita and you watch the podcast there's a lot of times where somebody will say something and he'll it's not like it's it's the first time he's heard of it but he'll go can you can you send me a clip can you send me a this can you send me a that because their thing is it has to be repeatable and so once again mobilizing us to repeat record those things just feels like a win-win for sure and that actually just brought um brought me to one last thing that i, I can't believe i never thought of before this but uh when i usually when i build software i try to build like tools and 
uh, and like infrastructure, whether it's like scripts or whatever, to to automate some of the processes mm. and to make stuff easier. Imagine if like if I was to do science, I would actually probably rather just do it myself. Um, yeah. Imagine if you could load in into like there's two things here. There's one. Let oh, me connect to a debug server. Like, give me a where all of the stats and information is like just dumped in. Even if it's in the console, just like dump the stats around. Like, bullet did this much damage, this much blah blah. blah. Like, let me look mm -hmm. at the numbers to be able to test some of the stuff out. Like, you don't have to tell me the formulas, but just put some logging. I'm sure they have logging, and I'm sure it's probably just yeah. all like hidden. Like, I would love to be able to see that stuff, even if it's just a limited number of people, or you have to apply. Like, let let some of us. Um, whether they're content creators or not, uh, get a hold of some of the test branches and builds. And, um, you know, I mean, that's that's a little bit of a sticky subject, but I would love that because then we would have seen the weights. I mean, we saw we saw the weights yeah. 10 minutes into the fucking patch, dude. And it's stuff that like a lot of the the times, as you could see from the last podcast they did, where um, the guy that was doing the the uh, the lighting and the sound like didn't know how to equip contacts. You know, it's oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like, oof, like, you know, that that he, I mean, even though he did a fantastic job, it's like mm -hmm. he probably doesn't play the game in and out. So he's going to go in, make sure it's not broken, but not think about like how it feels. Uh, yeah. It's a different perspective that I, I think um, I think some folks either that or they should just like straight up hire some consultants to just like who are players of the game that mm -hmm. just constantly play. And but uh, I'm, I'm not saying it should be me, but but so then the yeah, other idea know. that the other idea that I had would be imagine if you could just go into like it's just like grid world where it's just an op open empty you know <laughs> matrix whatever and there's a scav standing in front of you and you can switch between you and the scav and say all right let me choose even if it's a drop down menu even if it's just like super simple like don't put it in an environment just let me choose a gun armor ammo and let me shoot you and then let me see what it does like yep. that would be unbelievable not just for testing things like ballistic changes and balancing and time to kill but also for like well did i just say balancing because mm -hmm. that's was my point <laughs> that was yeah, my yeah. point um not just not, not just for testing to see like if it works but for balancing because that's the thing like they tweak the numbers and i think they kind of go i guess we'll see there's yeah. never like a full in-depth like feeling of how is this going to feel economics wise and ballistics wise yeah. and combat wise so that's why they have to do so much tweaking because they're just kind of spitting in the wind and you know guessing mm -hmm. how fast the wind's going based on that um yeah as opposed to like think, having a measurement device exactly and i think it's like it's important to note that yeah like this this doesn't this doesn't just make our lives as gamers easier like the, the point of this is like also to make their lives easier to to utilize the resources that are available which are the player base to do something like that because because exactly like we've i mean i've seen articles written i've seen tweets i've seen reddit posts about praising the dev team which is very rightfully so because of how fast they're like adjusting like i never played day z but there's been tons of memes about like you know the wait system is in at 11 a.m. and by 2 p.m. there's already been three different changes and like yep. i don't know whatever and that's i mean it is amazing like but what that shows is going right back to what you're saying is is that they push something live and then they're watching because they're like, how is this going to affect this? We think we think we're in the ballpark, but how is it going to affect this? And then they're right on top of that. But once again, giving the players that would choose to do so, that would opt in to do so, an environment to 
do exactly what you're saying would help would just potentially help them you know leapfrog 70% of that initial for tweaking, sure it's an investment get to a, get to a place where they can launch it in a good spot and then with some minor tweaking along the way for sure for sure um oh, wait did you hear that what you know what time it is poking juice time baby <laughs> It's fucking juice time. Juice time. Time, baby. <laughs> it's the is the, the 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 temporary but permanent name for the, the segment where we uh share some Tarkov story time, whether or not it's like a recent raid that was, you know, poggers or, you know, a past story from when we first started. Uh it's it's Tarkov story time. So did you, did you have anything in mind that you uh that you would come up with? I do, I do. So there was a there was a raid that I actually just had this past weekend that um, felt like not maybe not in the moment, but on the back end of it, almost like took me back to those beginning stages of Tarkov because of how immersive it can be. The potential here, you know, I think the when once you start grinding out hundreds or thousands of hours, it that that immersion kind of loses its spark. But I was doing interchange. I my uh, my life's goal up until this point has been to avoid interchange at all costs because my survival rate there is like 1%. It's awful. Um, but I enjoy watching people play on Interchange so much because I think the map design is really, really good. Mm -hmm. So I've got Kappa and I'm like, all right, Jesse, this is it. You've done all the things where wipe is still away. I'm just going to brute force it. We're just going to throw all the rubles at Interchange and you're going to emerge victorious one day. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm learning Interchange and no matter what gameplay style I normally play, the minute I step in on Interchange, I, I'm a rat. I'm just like creeping around corners and so I was basically stalking these gunshots, right? And I'm trying to find where this is happening and localizing it. It's very obvious to me almost immediately that the person who's shooting uh, is pretty familiar with Interchange because uh, I, it's the same gun I'm hearing over and over again, and it keeps appearing in different spots. So at least the information I'm putting together on my end is that he's getting into a bunch of fights and he's winning them. He's running so through the map. <laughs> exactly. So I'm kind of trying to chase him down and use the audio cues. Okay, I think he's in tech. Oh, yeah, under good tech luck. Light. Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. A, another reason why I was playing incredibly slow. So I think he's in techo under tech light. I think he's back there. Uh, I heard a grenade go off and I'm kind of I'm kind of like creeping around. And then that that moment hits where you accidentally shuffle on. I was I was in Teco at this point, and it makes the like huge, huge sound of stomping on wood. It was like I did a backflip. Oh god! You just and fall over. Like, you trip. <laughs> exactly. So at this point, I, I immediately I was like, "Well, he knows I'm here because he's been running this map." So I just start chucking nades, chucking nades, chucking nades, chucking nades, and I just I just book it. I'm like, "He knows I'm here. If I play slow now, I'm dead." <laughs> so I run. I whip around a corner. And he had Killa's Masca and he had the visor up and I headshot him. It was just blind point fire. I got super lucky. And immediately I was like, chat, he had the visor up. That was the only reason why I killed him. Oh my. Did he have like 20 dog tags in his backpack? Dude, he had like four dog tags in his backpack and he was on top of two other bodies that he was looting, which was why he had chosen to stay in that one particular place for so long. Oh so, my God. And so once again, this raid felt like all the systems of Tarkov working together because at this point, the battle was only half over. I was kind of assuming that most of the players had been dealt with. We were like 25 minutes into the raid and this guy had four tags on him. So I was like, everybody's either dead or gone. 
I'm worried about player scavs. I completely organically with the loot sitting right there, I loot up, dude, new the new slick armor, guns, killer gear, all that stuff. I had I was memeing around and had brought a blackjack into the raid and I was like, "Well, this is perfect." Oh yeah. Um I get up and I'm like, "Why am I not moving?" And I'm at like 82 kilograms. Just like just with this stuff right here. And so I was like, "All right, well, how can we make it out?" What do I drop? So what do I drop? What do I drop? I I pop a pink stim. And I'm like, okay, let's see how far I can get. And I start sprinting and trying to regain my stamina, trying to regain my stamina. Now I'm in the back of Ollie and the pink stim wears out. And I'm like, oh, what do I have? Oh, I have an adrenaline. Okay, 25 strength and endurance. I have like 120 seconds. How far can we get? <laughs> you, start, point, you start vomiting blood. <laughs> I just, basically. At this point, I mean, it was like a movie. The sun had set. It's now dark. I'm moving outside to the back of Ollie where scavs notoriously spawn. I've got a very limited amount of time. For some reason, I felt compelled to get all of this gear out of this raid. And I was running down. I'm 25 yards from the extraction. And I hear a bush rustle. I promise you, there was four minutes left in this raid. And an extract camper had just decided that there was nobody else to kill and leave. He didn't hear me. And I just see a tiny little bit of him running. He's right in front of me. I weigh 7 billion pounds. Did you just like stop? And, yeah. Well, I tried to shoot at him. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I'm just... I'm still in that mode where if I see somebody, I shoot it. Somebody in chat was like, what were you going to take if you killed that guy? And I was like, that's a great question. I don't know. There was nothing to take. A bullet is what you were going to take. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm like ditching the backpack and trying to like figure out where my mags are because I had moved everything around. Well, it turns out he just ended up bailing, I guess. Oof. So I put all that on and I limped my way to the extraction with two minutes left in this interchange raid. And it was, I mean, it had to have been 750,000 rubles worth of stuff. But it just felt like from beginning to end, I was playing slow. I was trying to play tactical. I was trying to follow audio cues. I got a bunch of loot. You I was feared for your mechanics. life. Yes, I was scared. My heart was beating. I was using the mechanics of the weight system and the stims. And it just like, I was done and I was like, I don't, I don't even know if I can go into another raid right now. Like, I just need to debrief from that. It was a good time. Dude, that is, that's fucking, that's the epitome of juice time. What a, what a <laughs> phenomenally good juice time. That's good. That's good. Thank you for, uh, for fucking sharing. I need to, uh, you know what time it is. <laughs> fucking juice time, baby. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> glad. Off there. I'm so glad. Oh, that's so good. Um, all right. So I, I think we have uh, question time. I, I uh, asked a bunch of folks on my Discord channel um, to to toss some questions at me. Um, we got a, a couple. Uh, one one that's a little bit more in depth, and then one that's a little bit uh, quicker. We might as well start with the, the quick one first. Yeah. I'd like to hear your thoughts as well. Um, so Chimp asked if I think that raiders should be on every map. Um, I I am totally totally for this. I think that that um, that there should be. Just like interchange is going to allegedly spawn, uh, you know, mm -hmm. eventually spawn when you open up Kiva. I think that um, having kind of a a, a semi-random uh, event. I mean, because they've been talking about putting quote events in the game. I mean, that seems to yeah. be to be one of the easiest ways to add a, an event. Have it just be like so, so like randomly one of the scav spawns would just be a group of dudes that are just like gonna hunt you down. Yeah, um, that makes it so that. Uh, even if you don't run into players, uh, if you're not the type that just wants to go and loot rooms and stuff, if if you want to be like a killer, you know, like yeah, um, 
that means that you're you're always going to have uh, a decent fight in every raid if you run around long enough and you explore long enough and you stay in long enough you're always going to have that um, yeah so yeah i'm 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 all for it i think that there are you know different amounts of raiders you know different levels different groups just like how reserve has its own different little squad of those raiders but then scav boss i think it'd be fantastic even on factory uh, so what, what do you think I, yeah, I'm definitely very much so pro Raiders on every map. And I think exactly like you could tinker with how we do it. I would love to see, because I think event-based stuff is really cool. I love the concept of I'm breaking into this arms door, arms store in uh, Interchange. And the, you know, a group of Raiders goes, hey, no way. Like, you know what I mean? And they're coming to hunt me down. I love that concept. But I also think, you know, one of the, and maybe we'll talk about this on another podcast, but one of the, you know, hot topics that always is permeating through the Escape from Tarkov community is this concept of dynamic loot, right? We want to be able to get good loot anywhere so that it helps even everything out. I think it'd be cool to have just like a chance of a five piece of raiders or a three piece roaming anywhere that a group of scavs can spawn. There's a whatever predetermined, I don't know what that number would be, a chance that that would happen. Uh, after 10 minutes being in a raid. I don't know. I'm making all that stuff up. But it would just give added some uh, varied variables to the gameplay of like maybe, you know, maybe you're like, hey, nobody goes to construction anymore uh, in customs because there's no reason to after you complete the pocket watch quest. So that'll be the easy way to get to my extraction. And you roll up in there and there's four raiders. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, geez. You know what I mean? Or you're newer and you're going to some of these places that not many people go. And now, if you play your cards right, you walk out of there with a slick armor and a Val and an M4 with 60 rounders. Yeah. And you didn't have to go to Shoreline Resort. Um, uh, because because I think the thing is, like, anytime you put a mechanic behind it, it's potentially abusable, right? You know what I mean? It's like, we saw that with labs. You know, the first 36 hours of labs, it was like, okay, well, if you hit the button and go to this hallway, they'll just keep coming in. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming it'll be that way with... Uh, Kiba, uh, the first the first three weeks of reserve, the alarm was going on basically twenty four seven, and it's definitely died down. But um, I think those, I think the events are very cool and lore enriching. Yep. But then I think also just giving an opportunity to, you can almost displace loot. You can almost dynamically place loot by placing raiders and not messing with the loot spawns. For for sure. I mean that's a cheap way to get dynamic uh, dynamic loot. And also I think that like their loadouts should be more dynamic too. Like I want them to. Yeah. I want them. I, Right now, what there's like five kits that they can basically have. They should there should be like some dude with like an, a seventy five percent decked out meta like Vepper two oh nine. Another guy with like a decked out MPX. Another guy with like a a totally bone stock AK. Like make it so that the the variation of gear can be all over the place because then it gives you more reason to experiment with shit that you wouldn't otherwise try. Yeah. The reason why everybody uses a Val all of a sudden is because they got introduced as raider weapons that's literally mm -hmm. it nothing changed with the val or the ammo um the reason why people started using the val is just because they were way more common only because yeah. uh they they introduced them on the raiders so it's so weird because like when you look at the wiki page of what the raiders can spawn they can spawn in with like 22 different weapons but when you run labs all day, it feels like they only spawn in with four. There's like the AKS, you know, the AK-74U without an optic and with a suppressor. There's mm -hmm. the shotgun with like iron sights that shoots slugs. There's the TX, the basically the stock M4, 
um, you know, with a with a an MRS yeah. on it. There's the the Val, which has the thirty rounders in of the the BP ammo. Yeah. Um, and I mean that's it can, but but that's what's crazy. It's, you're exactly right. But technically, they can spawn with five different AK variants: the SA58, the HK, the MDR, the TX15, the MPX, the MP5, the MP9, the Keter, the P90, the MP7. But it's like, where are these guns? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I guess so. That's the thing is that the, the the problem is is that there's so many guns, but it's the same build of each gun. Yeah, There's only that's, one that's variation where point. it's like, I, I know that if I kill this guy, I grab the suppressor and the flashlight. If I kill this guy, yeah, I grab the MRS. That's so true. You know, I yeah. want to have to think a little bit more about it um, for sure. Dude, that's a great point. That AK-104, when was the last time anyone's done anything but throw the X-400 onto the mount <laughs> and take the Valde and the suppressor? It's just yeah. like, it's muscle memory. But it's so true. Like, if you had that thing with like a completely different loadout, you might be like, "Oh, dang! Like, that's kind of cool." Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's yeah. I, I hope they do that, and I, I think they're planning to. Um, honestly, the best the best time I ever had in this entire game was when uh, factory was full of raiders. That was where it was at, dude. Yeah, I, I know it's not dude, for everybody. That was fun. It's not for everybody, but taking in two thick item cases and filling them up in factory was <laughs> never. I mean, never again. You know, that's a dream yeah, that yeah. we'll never do. Um, but, uh, but yeah, okay. So let's, uh, let's hop over to the, uh, to the, the final question, I think. And then, uh, and then we should be good to wrap up. I've got, uh, I've got a few thoughts on this. So, uh, Calm Clancy, not Tom Clancy, but Calm Clancy, oh, oh, wow. um, okay. he asked, uh, a question that I answer a lot, um, and I'm pretty opinionated about, but he asked me, why do I think that factory is the best map for beginners? Um, and I know this is a controversial one and not a lot of people agree with me, but I, I think I'm, I'm think I'm winning some hearts and minds, but let me, let me try to explain, sort of defend so why that, that is your opinion. You, you factory hundred percent. Oh, I'm, I want to hear this hundred percent. So I, I would be curious to know what, what, what do you recommend? Is it customs? Uh, my, my standard answer to that is customs because, uh, because the game pushes, you know, a lot of quests there initially. Yep. Okay. All right, so let me uh, let me let me go through kind of my thought process. There's really, mm -hmm. um, as a beginner, there's like Tarkov is so complicated that there's so many things you have to learn. Um, like so many things. There's really two. There's two like major yeah. categories. Each of them have like subcategories, but these are all things that you need to know as a beginner. So the first major category is like navigation and survival. So that includes spawns, extracts, scav mm -hmm. locations, just general map knowledge like timings, where the high traffic areas, where the high loot areas are. Um, you need to manage your energy. You need to manage your hydration. You need to know what items are valuable to loot. You need to know when to loot and where. Um, you need to manage your environment like the time of day and weather. And you need to basically like know when to leave, right? Um, as well as, like yeah. I said, how to leave with the extract. So that's like the first major category. Just being able to like get from the the spawn to extraction ignoring any other npcs or players right just getting in and out um mm -hmm. those are the requirements right and then the second part is combat so you've got positioning you've got angles and cover how to aim you know sound localization dealing with recoil and you know prone versus crouched versus standing um you got to know some of the basics about armor you know ballistics ammo like where to hit people how it works in general um, you didn't know how to manage ammo during a fight, uh, how to handle reloading and packing mags and, you know, when to reload 
And then everything having to do with like health and in injury management, like that's huge, right? Yeah. So my biggest thing is that for beginners, when you're learning anything, whether or not it's a musical instrument or a video game or, or, or you know, uh, some other hobby like painting or something, it's really important from like a perspective of a teacher um, to limit the number of things that they have to worry about as a beginner so that they can focus on on certain things right otherwise imagine if i said okay mm -hmm. so we're gonna go to customs and you need to know the spawns extract scav locations but like all of that stuff yeah, um, by yourself <laughs> yeah it's it, that's fucking so overwhelming right so yeah. when it comes to like navigation and survival in my opinion this is a, this is essentially something that anybody can learn by watching streams and youtube videos i learned um where like one or two of the spawns and extracts were on every map just by watching videos and watching streams because you just yeah. learn the common ones. You get an idea for where the map is. Like you're not going to have a, a full mental picture, but you know what like dorms looks like. Maybe you don't yeah. know how to get from dorms to construction, but like you sort of have the beginnings of a mental map without yeah. ever touching the game, right? Um, <laughs> but if they're playing the game normally, then, you know, and they're paying attention, then they're going to learn those things just over time naturally. Which is yeah. kind of why it's like, what should I learn? Oh, well, you should learn the maps. I mean, they're they're not going to not learn the maps. Like, you can't play <laughs> the game and not learn. So it just seems like, uh, I don't know. It's not bad advice. It's just not the most important thing, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Most new players just, they don't have the mental bandwidth to handle all of those things. But they should have the bandwidth to be able to, like, pull up a simple map. Like, I did this when I first started. Pull up a map of woods. Be able to figure out, like, kind of where am I in relation to the water? where I yeah. need to go to, you know, like super basic navigation um, of just looking at a map. Like once you do that four, five, six times, you will learn like, okay, this is my regular Xville. This is my regular, you, you know, you'll, you'll have a subset where it's like, I know these two places on either side. I always have somewhere I can go. Right. Yeah. And then eventually you learn the map so well that it's like, oh, well now I can start to add in like these other three or four or five extracts because like I, I know I, I'm able to get out no matter what. Um, yep. but the thing is, is that like being able to make it to the other end of the map and survive without dying of dehydration or energy is like not something that most new players, in my opinion, are primarily struggling with. They're going Especially to now, die. Yeah. They're going can... to die so much faster yeah. <laughs> to yeah. people. Um, so if it is a problem, then honestly, like you need to break it down to like the simplest situation as possible and, and build upon it. So factory is small. Um, it won't take you too long at all. Um, I mean, compare the size of factory or uh, to like customs or woods and how long yeah. it is to generate a mental map of like where I am, where am I going and how I need to, you know, what are the names of the, I need to memorize six names of the spawns, you know, because there's three on either side and six or six names of the extracts. I mean, yeah. Um, but on factory, like, you can run around offline mode for 15 minutes and you like you've broken down. Okay. I understand like these three or four major areas of the map. If you just follow a wall, like just follow yeah. the wall on your left side, you're going to do a lap around the map in 90 seconds, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and especially going back to what you're saying, if they have seen even just 20 or 30 minutes of watching a streamer play factory, and they, oh, this is that hallway that that, that fight happened in. Especially the like, repetition of they run here, yeah. they turn left, they go up the stairs. Like that's, and, and, I'll, and I'll get to that after the repetition, that's huge. Um, 
But like, even if they get lost again, they, all it takes is a little bit of searching and you're going to find landmarks that they can localize. Not mm-hmm. unlike woods or customs where everything looks the goddamn same. Uh, <laughs> if you don't really know it, like the back of your hand, because the raids are so short, they're, they're not going to have to worry about hydration or energy. Like if, if they've survived long enough in factory where hydration or energy um, is a factor, then they can probably manage to get out. You know, like that's yeah. a feat in and of itself. Um, so, I mean, as long as you manage it before the raid, you're going to be fine. Um, and anybody can do that. You know, it doesn't take a skill to right click and, and you and use on a, a <laughs> pineapple juice, you know, um, they don't have to worry about the sun going down or like rain complicating things. Um, cause the time mm. is static and there's no weather. Um, and mm. when it comes to loot, there's really only a few static crates strategically placed around the map. Some are in good spots, some are in bad. You'd very quickly learn the pros and cons of looting out in the open versus looting, you know, like h- how to be, take advantage of the different scenarios. Yeah. Um, there's jackets which contain keys and food and things like cigarettes that the keys and cigarettes are helpful for, you know, you, the 206 key is super common. Yeah. You're going to need that. The machinery key, you're going to need that. A lot of new players don't know that the machinery key has a static spawn in like room 203 or whatever in like the yeah. second floor. No, like I didn't know that until like my ninth wipe. Um, so the jackets can contain pretty useful things. And then there's the filing cabinets that contain things like gas analyzers. I get all my gas analyzers every single wipe in factory in the two filing cabinets. Mm, I get all my gas wild. analyzers there. It's way faster because yeah. think how easy it is to get up. If you know the map, how easy it is to just depending on your spawn, get up there. Um, you know, you'll learn that there's, you, you have in that one room, it's easy to get to. If you get there first, um, you're able to get a jacket, a safe. You're able to loot while also listening and control the environment because you have cover yeah. all around you. And, you know, you're able to, to, to practice some, you know, CQB stuff. Um, and then knowing the scav locations is easy because they can be anywhere at any time. It's really simple. Um, <laughs> so that all That's being true. said, like in my in my experience, and it's one of the things that, that I, I think a lot of new players that I ask um, agree. And it, this was certainly true for me is I struggled with just surviving against other PMCs. Um, yes it's really likely that they aren't dying to energy hydration, um, you know, and that can be fixed with information. Information's e- easily accessible everywhere. You watch mm-hmm. tutorials, you can, the whole first category is stuff you can literally gain without ever playing the game. Yeah. Um, so, but what's hard is developing game sense, developing a sense for where people can be on the map and when and why, managing your threats, um, and, you know, if you're able to make it that far, handle the muscle memory of surviving combat from like shooting to reloading to healing to movement to clearing and looting all of that stuff. This is the most important part of succeeding in EFT. It's not the other stuff. Nobody's like, I killed everybody but couldn't find the exit. Nobody's ever said that. <laughs> Nobody's ever said that. You know? Yeah. So it, and, and those types of things, there's, there, there are things that are trained most efficiently by doing repetition over and over and over it's like doing scales when you're playing the guitar um you know like you can learn all the music you want but if you don't put a guitar in your hands and start and and apply it you're you won't be able to play right because there's actual like motor functions involved there and that's what's lacking people lack the ability to to see where a player is move uh, efficiently and effectively in their direction and be able to handle the fight with a mouse and a keyboard and then after that, be able to do the things they need to do to survive other threats, not 
hydration and you know whatever um now so a customs raid for a newbie they can be wandering around aimlessly for 40 minutes just trying to like read a map and figure out where they are at no point are they managing things like reloading or looting or killing or healing or anything they're just wandering around and then they're very likely going to have threats around them at all times they won't know where and they're just going to get shot and they won't know where it's from so they just spent 20 minutes wandering around they're dead they learned nothing and they just spent 30 minutes doing nothing except getting frustrated it's like the equivalent of me to if you if you want to be a, like a baseball player and you're like a kid in t-ball the kids don't struggle learning which base to run to first they struggle yeah. with they practice hitting the ball and throwing throwing and catching the fundamentals you know they're they're not trying to figure out how to execute a double play you know like yeah 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 that's stuff that that you'll learn it when you need to learn it but trust me you're not going to be doing a sick dope double play if when the ball comes at you if it hits you in the face or goes between your legs you know Um, dude that i mean that's you make a compelling case yeah you may have won me over there i think I think the so the reason why I was very apprehensive when I heard you I I, I thought you were joking when you said factory <laughs> at first um because my experience with Escape from Tarkov started with you know I was based I barely played PC gaming at all and uh my the advice or what's the best thing for a new player to do it was to hatchet run factory at in with this was the last 60 days of point 0.9 so we were at the end of a wipe on factory who was i running into <laughs> i was running into what you were cosplaying as the other night fast mt <laughs> mandible fort armor um m4s that's it you know what i mean like there was no place that there was no other place to go for meta pvp on in point nine and i did that for a month and i set the game down and i was like no way like if this is what this game is i don't want to be a part of it so that and I think that's like it's hard to get over that experience. I think that's why when you're like factory, I was like factory, like that was the worst. <laughs> but, so, but so if you had gone in with the perspective that I'm basically the way that I like sell it is this is a crash course. It's going to be the hardest thing you do. Yeah. It's fucking boot camp. It's not. This is the way that it's going to be everywhere. It's I like you are. It's it's the equivalent of do scales for three hours a day yeah, until your fingers yeah. are bloody and then you're going to be a shredder and then you can play whatever the hell you want after that. Well, and that's the thing is I think not only does like all the, because uh, I agree, I think that's the thing is like the the, the point was I, was I was doing that completely out of fear of losing gear, of losing money. I was trying to make money, make enough money to feel comfortable running gear. But I wasn't, wasn't running a weapon and therefore not learning. I was learning the mental layout of the map and the extraction and stuff like that, but I was not learning like the, you know, how to combat a PMC, which is, is scary. And it's, yeah, that's I mean, where you're going to die a lot. Think and about so, either a full auto spray or a semi auto shooting at somebody. Like, just think about in raw numbers. If you, if you play what an average, an average, maybe slightly above average person might play what, two hours a, a day yeah, or like four or five yeah. days a week, something like that. Think about if you play customs in two hours in customs, that's what three raids, three raids, you might, you might get in three fights. If you're new, you're probably going to lose all of them. Um, and and some of them might even be AI and you might get three fights. So you've had now in two hours, the ability to move your mouse to uh, as a crosshair on somebody's body three times. Yeah. How long would it take you to learn? 
guitar all over again if I said, okay, you can play three chords in the next two hours and you have to set it down and pick it up tomorrow. Yep. Dude, I mean, yeah, it's true. And and not only that, but like the way some of the external factors of what's happening in the Tarkov landscape right now only kind of prove to solidify your point even more. Like uh, Factory is is not it's not the standalone place for meta PVP anymore. No, there's going to be plenty of hatchlings. That would be clearly labs and reserve. So like the other, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I played factory like all night. I was just like, how long has it been since I've just run factory all night? And it felt like every other map, and this is going to completely prove your point. It felt like every other maps ratio of hatchling mid gear and meta just faster, just I could get into 10 raids in an hour as opposed to three. Shorter queue so, time, shorter time to combat. And, and even if you run into hatchlings and AI, at least it's target practice. Exactly. No, absolutely. And if any, and confidence building. Like yep. when you're new, it does not matter who you killed. Like if it was meta or if that dude had an ADAR and you know what I mean, a pack on, you're like, I just owned that dude. You know yeah, what I exactly. mean? So, uh, so yeah, I think. Not not only does your argument make kind of complete sense, but also Tarkov is lending itself towards that even more and more by providing other places to like balance out where everybody's going to be. Yep. And, and, and by all means, like um, I, I'm at some point going to work on a new series where it's basically like Masterclass. I don't know. I'm, you've seen ads, I'm sure, for Masterclass. And I've been watching yeah, all yeah. of them. I'm literally going to do a Tarkov version of that, like edit it just like Masterclass. Um, that's great but um but yeah like it's basically going to be like the entire thing is going to take place in factory and it's like if you can get through this you can do whatever the hell you want anywhere Mm, because it's just a microcosm of the entire game i mean you won't be able to like necessarily do 300 meter shots but i mean like but then again it's not a as much of a threat you know like exactly um so so yeah i mean there's something to be said too about going into like offline mode and spending 20 minutes, turn the bots at, to like medium level and say tagged and cursed and, you know, say turn it in like maximum number. Um, first of yep. all, your system's going to get a workout for sure. But uh, oh, yeah. but at least it's like it's it's the closest that we can get to the CSGO like aim maps, which is how yeah. all of the gods, because it's just muscle memory, you're sitting there and you're practicing your scales. And that's what um, that's what, uh, you know, factory combat, whether it's offline mode against bots or or live um, it really, mm-hmm. really, uh, really helps. So I, I'm, I'm developing a little, a, a, a plan where I think what you should do is just go over and over and over again. You're going to die a lot. If you ever make it out with anything, you should do your scav runs on factory too. If you ever make it out with anything, um, like I want to make a rule where you have to like take all your gear, put it at the bottom of your stash, everything you take out with you on factory. And even if you go to the other maps, you know, for the, for most yeah. of the, like this should just be like. Either it's your warm up, but like focus on practicing, and then like for some period of time, and then the rest of the time should be spent just fucking around. But um, you put it in the back of your mind that anything I take out of factory, I have to use. So when you die, mm. you have to go scroll down, repair the armor, and grab the gun. If you need a couple extra mags or some ammo, get it. But then like you're, it's it's part of this quote unquote game where you have to use this item. Then it'll force people to like you're gonna die with it. You're gonna get one raid out of it, but use it and practice with it. And yeah. then I think that'll also help with gear fear because it's like you you don't have a choice, quote unquote. It, yeah. you, you are meant like to mental, use yeah. this. Um, honestly, I feel like that could be significant. Maybe it's like placebo, but I don't know. No, I think it's good. I mean, I think off 
offline is definitely an underutilized tool. I did uh, like last the end of last year, I started every stream with a factory offline with an ADAR or an M4 on semi-auto, a bunch of 60 rounders, put the scavs up to high, put them on an easy difficulty. And that was how I practiced point firing because that was my weakest skill. It still is one of my weakest skills and I should continue to do it. But uh, start with a laser or with now. And it was a great way. Exactly. It's a controlled environment. I'm not risking anything. And it's better practice than going into an online raid. Because I can't guarantee that there's going to be 30 scavs to shoot. I can't guarantee that the first guy I'm going to run into isn't going to be a dude with a foul who's going to completely eliminate me. So it was like better practice than going into an online raid. And it, it built a skill. It honed a skill. So hey, I would definitely agree that offline is definitely underutilized. And then I think I th- so I think I agree with what you're saying. And and at the end of the day, like when people have been asking me, because that's yeah, a question: what's the best map for beginners or something like that? It's I've been trying to like steer that conversation towards um, anything you want. Just play with purpose. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Play with purpose is something I've said over and over and over and over again. And and the example I used, I just did a, a video on how to master any map, you know, quote unquote. And the example I used was customs and how like. At 1,200 hours in the game, I'm just now learning customs because I was such it was such binary. There was one goal, and it was get the quest done. Yeah, and then I and four or five wipes in, you get those quests done, and it was like, and then you played customs so much. When you get to the end game, it's like I don't really want to play customs. Let me learn another map. Let me learn another map, and then it wipes. And I I had been playing customs, and I was like, dude. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Where? What are the rotations? Where are people going to be? Where are people going to be? That's how I am with I, interchange, dude. People are like, oh, just go to Ollie. I'm like, which one's Ollie, dude? I don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I just killed Scav Boss. Uh, um, there's 30 minutes left in the raid. I just killed Scav Boss. I made a bunch of noise. Where are players going to be coming from? All that information, I didn't. I didn't store in my ledger the thousand times I played customs. There was no purpose other than complete the quest. And so now. 1200 hours into the game, I'm having to learn that. And so that whole video was predicated on like wherever you are, be thinking about those things. Every time you spawn, look around and add it to the ledger of like, oh, a PMC can spawn here. Every time you die, try and figure out what direction you were from and why you die. It's like, and so it's, it's, it's like best is such a, there's just no best anything in Tarkov. Oh, like, you don't know, even get mean? me, don't even get me started on that. You, yeah, that's my whole yeah. mantra. Yeah. So it's like, Play with purpose. And that was, and I, my, that's my thing because that was the biggest thing that I missed my first five or 600 hours into the game. I always felt like I was behind the ball trying to figure X, Y, or Z out. And I was putting no time into like building a ledger. I mean, of course, there's natural things like, yeah, I know where the extraction is, but uh, playing with purpose. And then you make a very, very strong point for factory. I have, I, like a, I actually have a really good idea. Um, I, what I, I kind of want to do this where I'll open up a channel in my Discord. And people can submit. I want to see screenshots of as the most amount of kills that you can possibly get in offline mode against scavs. Spend some time. You know. Everybody go ahead and do it. And I have, um, I can give you guys um, three and seven day codes. Whoever, uh, so that you can give to like, you know, you can share, you can Ooh. make an alt account if you want. Or, um, you know, you can give it to your friends if, uh, if you want to get them involved. But whoever, whoever gets the most amount of kills in the screenshot. I'll uh, I'll give you a handful of codes that uh, that you can do what you want with either give away um you know to yeah. friends or if you're you're streamers or whatever give away on stream or whatever I think that I think that'd be cool so I'll go ahead and I'll, I like I'll that. do that and uh, that that could be that could be fun maybe we'll have a challenge every week 
uh, you know, where we could, uh, you know, yeah, do some, some sort of giveaways great. or something where, you know, get the community involved and uh, win some prizes or something. That, that could be that could be sweet. I love it. All right. So I think uh, I think that's probably just about uh, about time for the uh, the inaugural episode of the podcast. Um, do you have any any links or socials or anything that you want to shout out? Uh, yeah, you can find me at Jesse Kazam on Twitch, Twitter, Discord, all the places at Jesse Kazam. Perfect. Yeah, uh, you can search Veritas uh, primarily Twitch, YouTube, Spotify, although you can find me uh, on most streaming platforms music wise, although uh, unfortunately it's linked with a bunch of uh, like contemporary Christian acapella groups <laughs> with under the same name. So that's not me. Um, but uh, but yeah, you can uh, you can check us out there. And um, I think probably I have one thing to say for sort of the parting parting words for episode one. You know what time it is? Poking juice time, baby. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs>